Wait a second. Do you have charting to do? I thought Thursday you had no charting. Nope. That's only Sunday. I think that I think they were going to ban Thor from having working. Thor can't work anymore on cold day. What's more important, Thor? Well, uh, you guys, of course. Okay. The last cult we did, the 12 tribes. So we talked about how, like, when they leave the cult, you guys said that all they do is they just get kicked out and they don't get anything after. I'm just going to say, guys, this is a win. This, you could fight this in court so easily that, and win that they would owe you stuff. The, so the 12 tribes would the 12 owe their tribes members? would owe any member that left. Well, you volunteered your time. No, no, no. No, no, you wouldn't. If you give everything to them and they say, so this is where they go wrong. If they say, oh, the reason why we can pay you nothing is because you're part, you're owner in this. If they're owner in that, that means they have shares. Well, did, did you get this from Christian? No, I got this from myself. I thought about it when I heard it today. Uh, I was like, oh. I, I suggest we talk to a lawyer no, about no, this. No, I don't know if they're sure. actually owners. If they, like on paper, they're owners. They're just volunteering okay. their time. Either way, whatever them. whatever it is, uh-huh. they, it, they, there could be some serious lawsuits. Because oh. if you left, you could totally fight and win. Because they don't give you anything. What if there's a contract? What if the the leader no, like makes them sign you, a contract on entry? You can't have a contract. Legally, you cannot have a contract that pays so little that it's not worth it. So you can't say, okay, I'm going to have a contract that I'm going to do all this work for five cents. They do it in jail all the time. You cannot do it outside of jail. <laughs> I don't think you sign a contract for that. In prison, no, but I know you. So but what they're like doing is they're, yeah, but what they're saying is that you're paying for what's going, what you're doing in there. That's why they're. So whatever. are you saying that I've, I volunteered two years of my life and tithing. You paid was, actually. You paid yeah, I did. It. I paid for the privilege. So maybe that I could just go into any LDS church and, and demand your money back. Demand so, the money back. Or I just take something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, a chair. As I say, Gunner, I really think that you ought to run that by someone who's I'm just saying, like, if like someone's, your brother, Christian, if, something like that. You know, I, I bet that you can, if you like, there's knowledge. more than just the 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 service because you're. It may be. It may be two years is is a, a long cry from your whole life. That's true. Well, the reason why I'm interested is because I've given 17 years of, like, not just 10%. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <clears throat> Don, you have a case, okay? Mm-hmm. You have a very big case. But we also want to make sure that everyone knows that at the Nice Cult, we do not... We do not... Uh, pay. Ex- ex- pay money or accept... Uh, there, there's no... Uh, you do not have to give your whole life, just 10% of it. Just a large portion. Yeah. Of you it. could give your crypto portion. You could <laughs> just send it to the nice cult dot crypto. We have that set up now. We don't expect much from you, but we do expect your absolute loyalty. Yep. Thor, you look exhausted. I, I had a very long day today. What's the matter? Did you need a hug? Oh, man. I am so behind on hugs. Oh, I'm, 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 about, I'm behind 10 years in hugs, Gunner. I've given you hugs your whole damn life. Uh, okay. I know, but they're they're so good, I just need more. Mm. Mm. Oh, that warmth is contagious. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Road you listeners, <laughs> you listeners that are out there. Just hug someone. This, just hug someone. Just go ahead and <laughs> grab that person that's closest to you. Give them Whether a hug. Whether you know them or not. I, it doesn't matter. That doesn't even matter. Yep, if they don't know that. what's going on, give them a hug and just saying, the nice cult loves you. Yep. You're on the Ronaldo. Subway. Are you having a meeting with your boss while you're listening to this? Yeah, and if you have to go to HR, have them listen to this, and then they'll know that we asked you to do this. If you were at work and you were a devoted follower of Ronaldo, stop right now, whatever you're doing, pause, walk into your boss's office, and just say, "Ronaldo loves you, and he wants me to give you a hug." And go up and give him a hug, and then walk out. Okay, that sounds good. I'd be surprised if you don't get a raise. <laughs> In fact, the nice cult promises. <laughs> if you give the right kind of hug. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult. The only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Dawn, Thor, and Nathan. Are we ready for our cult? We are. We have a special presentation today because we have Dawn giving a cult about Dawn. What? No. Here And here's why it isn't about me okay oh okay so this is called the hermetic order of the golden dawn there it is it's, dawn. It's a historic no <laughs> golden but, but, the golden dawn well dawn's kind of golden the, be, be aware in greece there is a neo-nazi group called the golden dawn and they're yeah they've right now they're in the news for murdering people oh what what does neo-nazi mean uh, a fact Nazi. as if I have no idea. So it's a Nazi. It's a neo meaning new and Nazi. So in other words, a newer Nazi, like the skinheads so, and yeah, yeah. Oh, new new Nazis. Yeah, there is like a to differentiate between Hitler. And, oh, okay. So just not Hitler. So anything after Hitler is a new Nazi. Well, I don't know yeah. if they if that's the actual distinction. But well, really, is it something else? Well, I, I think that there are people who. Were I actually I don't know. <laughs> I, I, okay, so I, FYI, that was just Thor assuming things, and I I'm a very wise man at times, but I'm not infallible. So right. <laughs> infallible, right? Infallible. In, infallible. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So, but we're not talking about the neo-Nazi group here. No, we're talking we're about not. something we're else. We're talking about something that happened around the turn of the century between 1887. In 1903. I should uh, be oh, doing this cult. This is an old cult. Why isn't uh, Thor doing this? I didn't. Uh, I don't know. Don, you <laughs> have stepped into unholy ground. And you stepped into my oh, territory be, and I like it. Be a good one no, I like it. Does this have anything to do with the Rosicrucians? Yes. Okay, good. I don't know. I, I haven't no read anything about this. The Rosicrucians but we're gonna, I'm anything. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it still going on? I have to know. Because if it is still going on, then you can take it. So here's the thing it has a legacy. It has a legacy that is continuing, you know, in many different groups to this day. Oh. Okay. All right, Don. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear about lay the Golden on. Dawn. Yes, right. lay it on. Yeah. So this is a, a magical cult. They performed rituals to uh, 
uh, summon angels to tell the future to um, to levitate. Well, I think angels have something better to do. Yeah. Were the rituals like you kill someone for an angel to come? Normally, it's a mm, devil or something. They're usually but... giving people golden Bibles, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> think there was any of that kind of sacrifice in, in this one. Oh. All right. Uh, so they were started in 1887, as I mentioned. Uh, the the leaders were uh, William Westcott, Samuel Mathers, and William Pruitt. In 1886, uh, Mathers and Westcott decoded uh, cipher manuscripts into uh, a ritual and curriculum design for their sacred rituals. These cipher manu- manuscripts were an encoded collection of ancient sacred works. Okay, not not Bible, but esoteric. Have you ever heard of the Kabbalah? Yeah. I have, but I don't know what it is. What does esoteric mean? Esoteric means that a certain group has knowledge of it and nobody else. Okay. Right? So this was a secret society. And these three founders were, were Masons. Yeah, another secret society. <laughs> so, the, so this has already... This you is know, two secret societies deep. Right? <clears throat> I like it. These cipher manuscripts were... They were encoded with the uh, Trithemia cipher, which is a grid of, of letters where every subsequent line is shifted one to the left. Okay. Right? So it's not, a, it's not a really complicated cipher, but, you know, just the average Joe would not know how to decipher it just seeing the, the manuscript, right? So it contained the Hermetic Kabbalah, which contains some basic principles of astrology, of tarot card reading, uh, geomancy, and alchemy. Is it tarot or tarot? I thought it it's was tarot. Tarot, maybe. I thought, it was, kind of mancy. I thought it was tarot. tarot. It's spelled tarot, but I think it's I think it might be uh, French, and and I've heard it Ooh, pronounced with French this, with silent. All you French, all you Frenchies out there, <laughs> you can't just hate French label. people, <laughs> right? Oh, Take your fries back. So is, this, is this tarot card reading? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Or well, is that tarotomancy? Yeah. Uh, cardomancy. Oh. Oh. Tyromancy. These are all is, new words I'm hearing. That is telling the future using cheese. <laughs> oh, no, I know there's. It's that. a real thing. I anyway, go ahead. I don't want to. Oh, that's cool. That sounds like a delicious thing. <laughs> so afterwards, you get to eat your fortune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, decoded these manuscripts into a, a set of rituals for their uh, movement. This manuscript was uh, collected and encoded by Kenneth Mackenzie, who was a Masonic scholar. So it was already something that was part of Masonic lore. Well, these, so these do we rituals? know where these scripts and everything are coming from? Are they from all over the place? Or is it a specific so the person? The Kabbalah is based on Gnostic Jews from, I don't know if, it's, if it goes way back to BC, but in the early AD years, they created this mysticism. Yeah, so it's like the, it's the like a book, books that are not part of the Bible, not accepted as part of the Bible, but there are other writings. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah. The Kabbalah is based on a, f- a figure uh, called the Tree of Life. It's got a huge, multi-layered set of paths and symbols, and this this is what it looks like. Where's it looks like a couple pillars with some stuff connected. Yeah. Where's, Ten, where's Nephi at in this? 
Trace. <laughs> this is like 10 different dots on two pillars. Yeah, with lots of paths of all different colors between them and all kinds of symbols in the dots and the paths. Okay. Well, it looks like chakras almost. So where was this? Was this, is this an American kind of movement? So here? this was in, in, um, these were in England. Okay. The, these men that formed this. In 1887, they came in contact with somebody named Anna Springle, who came in, who came across their decoded manuscripts. And she claimed to have access to the secret chiefs, which were some supernatural beings that are in charge of secret societies. That's what I would do if mm -hmm. I was on an alien planet, is I'd be like, okay, guys, let's set up some secret societies, and I'll yeah. be the go-between. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll interpret the <laughs> scriptures. Yeah. Okay, so, anyway. So the person who was able to speak to the secret chiefs could get direction and stuff like that. So she got... Um, direction from them and gave permission for the first temple to be created, which was called the Isis Urana Temple in London. This is the first Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn Temple. So it sounds like they're bringing in some Egyptian kind of stuff as well. Mm -hmm. With Isis, yeah. yeah. Yep. It had a lot of different varied influences, but Egyptian was one of them. Um, the Masons were one of them, and there are, there are a bunch of others. Anything spooky or secret, they're like all about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. If I recall my history correctly, this was a time when there was a lot of mysticism going around. It was just kind of the rage. So when you hear the term occult, a lot of preachers and stuff like that will immediately link it to devil worship. Initially, that's not what it is. It's It has to deal with hidden things, hidden societies, hidden practices. And in this case, these are Christian slash Masonic slash Jewish slash Egyptian based, but they are a cult. They built this temple. Did mm -hmm. they have a lot of followers or were they just no, rich they didn't. people? They didn't, but they needed a temple to be able to perform their rituals because they're based on the Masonic traditions and they have temples. They needed the... They were like us, they but were with a lot bored, more money. Bored of people that had money. Yeah. <laughs> So they, they created this temple so that they could confer the first five grades of the first order of their society. Do we know anything about what they did there? Anything about their rituals? Uh, not exactly, but we know what they we know what the different grades are called. So the first order um, is the order of the Golden Dawn. It's considered the outer order, and it has five plus one grades. No, six plus one, and. The first one's a neophyte, that's the introduction, and each one of these grades relates to one of those dots in that Tree of Life diagram I showed you. <clears throat> so the introduction, the neophyte, is not in the tree, it's like under the tree. So level one is a zealotor, level two is the theoricus, level three is the practicus, and level four is the philosophus. And then there was a portal grade called intermediate that was invisible. It was the one that represented transition into the second order. So they they created this temple so that they could confer those first five of the first order. And at the same time, Anna Springle conferred adeptus exemptus status on the on the leadership, on the three leaders. It's, it's like going through scouts. 
So you have your scout badge and then your Weeblow. Oh. I forgot how they work. <laughs> well, Weeblow, bear, I, I, yeah. wolf, yeah. bear, well, Weeblow, whatever. I would, I've only been in Boy Scouts, so it's like Tenderfoot, yeah. First Class, Second Class. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's the Star, you're, you're star uh, Life Scout, yeah. Life Eagle Scout. Scout. Eagle Scout. Yeah. Would it surprise you to learn that the Scouts were derived from this? What? They weren't. Okay. No. <laughs> it would totally surprise me. Yes. <laughs> I, I was about ready to be very impressed. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. Okay. Uh, so so in 1892, they started the Second Order, which is which were the Adepts. And that's that was part of what they uh, were conferred. They were conferred the highest order of Adeptus. Between 1888 and 1893, there were other temples built in Weston, in Bradford, in Edinburgh, all these in... in England and also in Paris, and and those other temples could be used to confer the the higher grades of the second order. And the second order meant the Order of the Red Rose and the Garden Cross. And the people who were in the lower orders they could perform like tarot card reading, you know, do fortune telling and stuff like that. But you had to be in the second order to be able to do you know real magic. So are these so mostly guys is it all guys no actually actually one of the main dif- one, not main differences one of the the uh notable differences uh between this group and the and the masons is that they they considered women to be equal okay that's so a they plus. were superior because they could clean better <laughs> <and> <laughs> well if it, i mean if they, if you consider that this this anna springle um, was the only one who could speak to the secret the chiefs. chiefs. Yeah, yeah the secret chiefs. And that kind of says that they um, held her in some kind of esteem. But in uh, 1890, Anna Springle died. So some of her associates um, disagreed with what she was doing. I don't know how she died. I don't know if they if they like, killed her, but they disapproved of her involvement in this group. And basically, the leaders of this order were told that they would have to find a way to contact the secret chiefs themselves. So are the secret chiefs real people? No, they're aliens. They could be aliens. Did I miss this? Okay, I think the secret chiefs are, I thought that they were like just a a group of men that were like, okay, we're going to be all powerful. They're spiritual guides or... yeah. Authorities mm-hmm. of some sort. Yeah, they could be. They could be angels. They could be aliens. In fact, um, they've in, in in the Wikipedia article elves. about them. Uh, one of the people who claimed to have communion with them drew a picture, and it looked like one of those you know big head, uh, gray aliens that you see depicted in, in like sci-fi stories. I gotta, th- I gotta say, I thought it, this was all BS until right now. <laughs> and now I'm thinking this could, there's something to this. Okay. Anyway, so they they didn't have the rituals for the second order yet, so they had to learn to commune with the secret chiefs. Sorry, in 1890, Westcott and Mathers claimed that they were able to get in contact with them and they received the rituals for the second order for the adepts. That was kind of the golden age for this group. They had over 100 members, uh, including some celebrities. They had, like, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh. Uh, Bram Stoker, who wrote Dracula. Mm-hmm. W.B. Yeats, who was a poet. 
and Aleister Crowley. Aleister Crowley. This makes yeah. complete sense that these guys were involved in this. Mm-hmm. They're all wackos. Okay. Let's the see. Bram Stokers. We should he's cover. A wacko. Hold on a second. I gotta get a scam call. Hello. Oh, you have the wrong number. Who's who here? Deborah. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's my alter alias. Sorry, uh, Gunner. Yeah. I gotta say, Alistair, we need to cover Alistair we Crowley. We do. Because he oh is, my gosh. he's the most evil man he's, in the world. We can, he, he tried we, to be. Yeah, he did. He, he, he actually he did. tried to be. Yeah. So he joined the group to try to learn magic so that he could, while they're trying to summon angels, he's he wanted to, to use the devils. same powers to summon demons. His, and he tried so hard to exert his influence to to get into the second order so he could do perform those rituals and and everybody was like no no don't let him in don't let him in but he found a way you know he, he got a hold of one of the leaders and and created a rapport with him and got him the leader told him oh it's all fake by the way <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh <laughs> no they believed it of course and then they even thought they did did magic and who knows maybe they did i don't know yeah just an aside so alistair crowley inspired like rocket scientist jack parsons and also uh, l ron hubbard mm-hmm. that's not good so, okay <laughs> so, so jack Craw- crawley raleigh rolling um, alistair crowley alistair crowley alistair crowley, mm-hmm. crowley. Raleigh? Okay. <laughs> this guy, Crowley. Uh-huh. How, how many other ways can we say this name? <laughs> how is he so famous? Like, he wanted to be the worst person We're on gonna, earth. We'll have to cover him we'll, another we'll time. Cover him because he's a separate thing. He started his own cult. Oh, damn it. So we'll We're cover that later. Okay. Yeah, right. He's a notable, notorious character in history. Yeah. Know that he is a bad uh, man. He, he he crossed into this group to gain power. In, in 1899, the adepts started having disputes with Mather's leadership. But they also had serious issues with Aleister Crowley. And Al- Aleister was becoming a good friend of Mather's. So in 1900, when Crowley applied for adept status, the whole society, you know, uh, was against it. They were against it, and they denied it. Um, but Mather stepped in, and he overrode it. And that was kind of the last straw. And all of the rest of the adepts had an uh, outcry. They formed a committee of seven, and they voted uh, Mathers out of the group. Well, who's going to speak to the chiefs? Yeah. So Westcott was still there, and he conferred status on Hen- Henry Burry. And gave him the the title of Cancellarius, which was one of the three adept, you know, super, super adept leader um, put offices. Uh, in 1901, the Isis Urania Temple claimed independence and splintered off into their own group. This was the one in London. Um, and in 1903, the Stella Matutina was formed. That was the the group that they that the Isis Urania um, Temple called themselves at that point or splintered into how, how big is it at this point uh, number wise not very many maybe you know a couple of teens a couple dozen yeah and and uh, to the point that in 1913 all that was left in in mather's group they renamed their group to the alpha et omega they had like 27 people in uh, bradford and weston but some somebody um went on 
uh, to America and formed three more, like in Chicago. Chapters, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went over the orders and grades. Um, there was a there was a sec- the second order. I had these three grades: the adeptus minor, adeptus major, and adeptus exemptus, which was the seventh order. Then the third order. I like would, exemptus. They don't have to pay taxes. Yep. Yeah. So the third order. You guess that's how it works. <laughs> you you would have had to ascended to the the chiefs mm-hmm. um, level. Only the chiefs were in the third order, and that was the magister templi, magus, and ipsissimus levels eight, nine, and ten. So these are the teachings. So they they have the similarities to masonry, but women were considered equal and could attend ceremonies. Uh, they practiced astrology. Uh, they practiced a body of uh, body of light, which is basically an idea that the spirit body, uh, based on uh, Plato and Aristotle um, th- um, philosophies. Um, they taught esoteric Christianity, which is Christianity taught through secret t- traditions requir- requiring initiation rites. They taught Enochian magic, which is based on some things that. Uh, some guys named John D. and Edward Kelly said that they received by angels. They practiced clairvoyance, which is obtaining knowledge through extrasensory means. Egyptian mythology, a geomancy. Hey, this is just a bunch of nerds. My yeah. freaking hell around. is it? Yeah. Like, just the amount. <laughs> I, I have to stop you, Don, okay? Yeah. How many different orders they have for 30 damn people it's like everyone has their own order almost okay um i'm of my own order and these are the secret i have secret things that no one can know until they reach past my order oh my gosh it makes me want to shoot myself in the head (laughs) (laughs) yeah what what were i mean basically all this stuff is Mm -hmm. to like see the future get Mm -hmm. hidden knowledge and stuff like that yeah is there like some sort of worldview of like why we're here, or where we're going, anything like that. Yeah, so that's Rose Rosicrucianism. Okay. Um, ex- esoteric truths about the ancient past, uh, insight into nature and physical and spiritual um, levels of the universe. Okay. So so there are some <laughs> philosophies. So your current Hoyle poker cards, they're based on the tarot deck. You've got twenty-two cards that refer to major arcana and greater mysteries. The, those are like the death card and the thief and the fool. And then you've got ace through 10, which are the Sephiroth. And you've got the four suits, which were the cabalistic worlds. And then you've got the 16 court cards, which are the classic elements in the four worlds. This, this is cardomancy. Cardomancy, yeah. geomancy, gunneromancy. Nathan and Nancy, Donna Mancy, <laughs> yeah. Thor Mancy. Thor Mancy sounds Thor-mancy good. Sounds Thor Mancy yeah. sounds real yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So all those fortune tellers that use terror. I'll cards. join that order. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think any time where society is kind of you know, is looking for answers, mm-hmm. these kinds of things, mm-hmm. like you, if, or even in your own life, when you're looking for answers, then you start praying more or you're, you, will consult the I Ching or some kind of, or tarot cards. You just want to find out. There's so much uncertainty you want to find out mm-hmm. about the future. There's no, yeah. yeah, you're just trying to take control. Right. 
Were they searching to get more more members, new members, or is it kind of like you had to be selected and you had to be initiated? I don't know what the process of initiation was, though. It's like a good hazing. You have to run naked through the streets with a little slimed up with like pig juices. <laughs> pig juices. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, maybe not that. Well, they, maybe they, not. They were pretty well known in their heyday, like uh, in uh, Victorian England in the 1890s. They almost everybody knew about them. Mm-hmm. And with those, with Arthur Conan Doyle, mm-hmm. Yeats, mm-hmm. those are like yeah, heads of society. Yeah, and there were there were like dozen, uh, two two dozen more uh, celebrities that, mm-hmm. that were famous at the time. I'm yeah. sure it was like the cool club to yeah. get into. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of punch societies back there, different clubs like Macaroni, you know, the... Da 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 da. You know that yeah, called yeah. it macaroni. That macaroni was a famous club at the time. I, of course, that was a century earlier. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but uh, the, there were the clubs were big, kind of you know these societies get together, socialize, and, and called, and called macaroni. macaroni. Macaroni was uh, one of the premier clubs in Britain where everyone dressed the best there. So they're making fun of oh, a country it. yokel huh. who puts a feather in his hat and thinks he's all that, you know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and got it. Yeah, yeah, it's a song to make fun of Americans. Uh, oh, that's fun. The British sang it. Mm-hmm. The Americans thought it was pretty funny too, yeah. so they sang along with it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So this group had their own cross, which had its own set of symbolism apart from the tree. This oh, is called okay. the Rose Cross of the Golden Dawn. This is just a cross with tons of color mm-hmm. and different other symbols yeah, in there symbols too. Symbols from all symbols. over the place. So it has Masonic symbols. Yeah. It has mm-hmm. uh, Hebrew, Judaism symbols. Astrology. Yeah. Yeah. Symbols, yeah. What is yeah. it called? The uh, alchemy. This is, yeah, and yeah, and a lot of um, astrology symbols like as the, well. The Star of David. Are they still around? What's, what's when the did they enter? Uh, technically, they ended at. Uh, in like 1903. Oh wow, that wasn't um, but very long. Some, after. some splinter groups that followed after carried on. If only those secret chiefs weren't quite so secret. Which leads me to believe that I know who one of the secret chiefs is. Wait, we'll I have to get into that in. soon. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, the good, the bad, and the culty. and the culty. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. The good. Huh? Oh, I got a call here. Hold on just a second. <laughs> Hello? Is this the is this the Chiefs? Wow. So <laughs> tell me who who the leader is of your organization. How did you say Ronaldo? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. So, yeah, you can just put this number on speed dial anytime you want. Anytime you want to contact me. Okay. All right. Thank. I'll I'll tell him. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Oh man, that's awesome. That, that yeah, that's the Chiefs. Sense. That makes right the there. Secret it makes complete sense. Wait, wait. He was off taking a space ride around the solar system with the Chiefs. What are you talking about? The football team. Yeah. <laughs> They're not so secret. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Just a second. Uh, good things about this. Mostly harmless. There you have it. 
I mean, well, Aleister Crowley was... <laughs> yeah, that's why I say mostly okay, harmless. Mostly. Okay. And they kicked him out. Yeah. So, you know. In fact, he broke it up. He broke him up. Yeah. For the most part. Well, he mind. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, he did. Because then they, he did. they mm-hmm. kicked some guy out, the main mm-hmm. guy, because they're like, we don't he, want him. He pissed everybody off. Yeah. To the point so, mostly harmless. Yeah. These guys, it was a good thing to do, fun thing to do on a Saturday night or a Sunday night. You know, keep <laughs> yeah. people off the street. <laughs> learning how to read tarot cards. Who doesn't and, like to be part of a right? cult? Yeah. <laughs> Their levels. That's kind of cool. I've got yeah. some bad stuff I, they about took, it. I, they took a whole bunch of... Things from from different ideologies and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. tried to stick them together and make some order of them. That's so, kind of like order in the universe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so there you have it. Uh, right. And obviously, it was kind of a gentleman's club, you know, for the rich and famous and and, and, and gentle ladies club. and gentle ladies. Yes. So that's the other thing they included, you know, men and women equally. Okay, yeah. I like yeah. that. Uh huh. Yeah. Back when uh, they that did was until they view. took out the main lady. And then who knows what happened. I don't know what happened to her. She probably died of natural causes. Of course she did. She was taken away by the secret chiefs. Under non-mysterious circumstances. Maybe she was ascended to become one of the secret chiefs. Who knows? Oh, so, okay. How about the bad? Pretentious assholes. Okay. (laughs) Like, honestly, it feels, this feels like it's just a bunch of people that are like, we're going to make something just because we're better than everybody and we're going to gloat about it and everyone's going to know that we're part of this secret society the secret club do you have the same problem with masons because they have uh, like the we, 13 yeah. degrees and the yeah. no i don't actually we, we i've need... met a few masons and i didn't feel like i felt like they were were they were out to help maybe, you out maybe this is like that no when you have someone like crawley on there well they didn't vet their membership very well. The the people that were well known for it, those people, it feels like they were doing it because we're elitists. Edgar Riceboro was definitely an elitist. You can tell it in the way he writes. Uh, was he a member? He's Arthur Conan Doyle. Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, did I say Edgar Riceboro was no, not one? Okay, not. it was Arthur. Yeah. Okay, less so. I've I've read some of his stuff, but I can't remember how elitist it is. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Roger Kipling was somewhat of a leadist too. Mm-hmm. So, but not that that's you know, not that it's a bad thing. It's just something that I don't like. Yeah, no, I, I don't I'm like not, anybody not that's better than me. Yeah, I, I despise people who are better <laughs> yeah. than me as well. Yeah, I hate all you. Do. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is why I can be around you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair Crowley. I mean. He, he was kind of a bad There's apple. the bad, yeah. So that's a, a bad aspect a of bad it. Bad barrel of apples. Building a cult. And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. I've got three things, guys. I wrote them okay. down. All right. Okay. First off, a new order. Okay. Okay. That's not good. Okay. The second one, tarot cards. I don't know if we, we remember talking about this, but I think we need oh, yeah, to bring maybe. tarot cards in. I, I think was, we need I was to. Suggest that too. Yeah, I think we need to incorporate that in our maybe in our NFTs that we're yeah. doing. Okay. And yeah, then a, a symbol is the last thing that I thought. Like bringing a symbol on. They had their symbol with the cross or whatever. I think that we need to create like some a symbol. It has mm-hmm. like a unigold goat in it. Has a. I think a goat head with a unicorn. Coming out. Coming out like a. But it a, needs to have a, like make a it a tog into it. 
I don't know how to talk. Oh, Toggenberg? Yeah. Are those your favorite? Yeah, I like Toggenberg's. Mm. What are you talking I about? Like, it's uh, the the type of goat. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's the goat. Sorry. <laughs> it's, <I> uh, <laughs> it's, it's the one. They kind of just have a Who brown has a favorite white. type of goat? <laughs> I do. I do. I have a couple. Nubians are one of my favorite. They're oh, one of the heck. friendliest, but they're the... Yeah. They're, they can be one of the most annoying. They're the whiniest goats. They are whiny because what? they want to be near you. Anyway, Ronaldo's definitely one of the secret chiefs. He's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, really not the main chief. Maybe the main, the main chief. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. And that's always... It's nice to have yeah. a secret chief as head of the cult. That makes, right? uh, you know, divination a little bit easier for us. Since he is only a phone call away. I, do, I think that the the tarot card, mm-hmm. but with cult, cult leaders as... NFT, we're going to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Okay. And then I think a symbol that mm-hmm. that we can use, I mean, that, that's not just our logo, our nice cult, the nice yeah. cult logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're thinking of Toggenberg. I think something we could all get maybe a tattoo of. I think <laughs> we could do it on our, like our right butt cheek or something. Yeah. <laughs> or shoulder. So we could let it slip in the sauna. Hey, guys. Or if I got a tattoo and I committed to this, would you get one too? Uh, I can't promise you that, Gunner. Uh, well, I was wondering how far I could push Thor, and I found out I, I think you could. I think you could. I you, we could. You, you might be able to if talk Nathan, me into it. If Nathan got But you'd never be able to get me to pay for it. <laughs> because that's right. like throwing money away. Right. <laughs> but it's actually... Like the one thing you'll keep your whole life. Yeah. And you're never going to lose it. The one it. thing you'll regret your you're whole gonna, life. You're going to lose your wallet you two more times it. in your life. But you're not going to lose your tattoo. <laughs> but it's become going to become distorted and odd, like misshapen. <laughs> kind of like us when we get I, older. I, yes, I have worked at several nursing homes, and I know what happens to tattoos. <laughs> and there is no such thing as a good-looking tattoo on someone who's 80 or older. Okay? You're probably it, right. It, there isn't. Right. It, got, they all look so but bad. But who are you trying to impress so when you're you 80? have 30 more years of looking fa- fabulous with that tattoo. <laughs> Maybe 20. <laughs> I don't know. I like the level. Uh, Percepta Exemptus. Okay, Percepta uh-huh. Exemptus. We'll, we'll take that on. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, we took a lot from this one. Yeah, this is this is a good one. Oh, this some, is yeah. a juicy There's, juicy there's a lot of stuff in it. We got a, a dear bishop. Oh, wow. Oh, dear right. bishop reading. He goes by, he or she goes by kinky boots. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, dear Bishop, Bishop G, I was walking down the street and saw a man in a wheelchair the other day coming towards me. I didn't acknowledge him as if I were ashamed. After passing, I noticed that he was having trouble on a damaged section of sidewalk. I didn't help him. I thought he could make it. I don't need to do anything. It took him a while, but he eventually did. I felt bad afterwards. Is this a sign? Oh, is this a sin? Man, bad spelling. (laughs) Bad handwriting. (laughs) Is this a sin? If so, what should I do? Yours, kinky boots. Kinky boots. Um, Well, we are in the nice cult, so it is good to help out. Uh, But you don't have to help out every single time. Maybe that was... You know, you let them do it themselves and they get that sense of accomplishment. 
Yeah. I think I, I'm I think like looking away and just like yeah. not acknowledging is just as bad as like just being like looking at him and being like, oh, you're in a wheelchair. You know what I'm right. saying? How if you like, just yelled out, you can do it. That's what I was thinking. See, cheer <laughs> them on. Oh, I, really? So I have to tell you a little story about my Aunt Anna. She had polio when she was younger, and she's got uh, one leg that's a different size than the other, so on and so forth. Anyway, when she like goes upstairs and stuff like that, she always complains. She's like, I have people rush over. Can I help you? Let me. That looks way too hard. And and she, her kind of personality is she gets majorly offended at that. She's like, what? You don't think I can do this myself? I, I'm coming up here. You know, obviously, I think I can do it. You know, it, she's she gets offended at stuff like that. I'm wondering if you were going to help this guy, you might want to make sure it's not, oh, can I help you? You poor thing. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, it should be a, hey, can I assist you? Yeah. Maybe you need help? You yeah. know, or uh-huh. just, you know. I think I think just even acknowledging is is better than not. You're like right. Noticing. Acknowledging Maybe that, noticing that they're struggling to say, hey, can I help you get past this? Mm-hmm. You got that? Yeah. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. passing, uh, turning your head away. You can, Wink, you can at least wave. You can at least just give a smile and a nod yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. What would um, Ronaldo have done? Well, Ronaldo would have pulled out a nice cold blanket and handed it to this guy or this person tucked it around his withered legs was it a is that a guy or a girl i don't know with kinky boots it's probably a guy a man there we go i saw a man in the chair so yeah so with kinky boots it's probably a guy (laughs) he would have pulled out a blanket and and wrapped it in him so this is what you need kinky boots um you need to purchase a nice cold blanket and carry it with you wherever you go in case someone in a wheelchair or someone that needs a blanket has one, then you can hand that to that person and say, here, Ronaldo loves you. Mm. Okay. That would give me power to use my wheelchair a little bit better. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, it gives you a, like a, it gives you a, a walk-in or whatever. It's amazing. Make a conversation. It's amazing how many sins a blanket can cover. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Huh? <laughs> I want to talk about the Magisterium Collecti. All right. Okay. 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 Now... After our last one, I went and I started watching Tom Cruise stuff because of the tooth. <laughs> the tooth. Was I right? It's true. You're totally right. It is. No, the center tooth. Yeah, yeah. the center tooth. And it didn't. It didn't. It didn't look weird until it was actually pointed out. It's like, wow, that's. It's a little funny, but mm-hmm. it's not the worst thing. I'm just picturing Jack Nicholson. Mm. You can't handle the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sorry. <laughs> I want to actually, I think we should induct Tom Cruise into no. the match. And I've got, I've got reasons why. Okay. 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 If we so. do Tom Cruise, we should probably do Penelope Cruise. How about we do Penelope and not Tom Cruise? Okay. Go ahead. This is my thing. Tom Cruise, he's a wacko. Okay. He is straight up a wacko. He's like, you know, see some girl on in a, in a thing and sees her breastfeeding a kid, and he's like, "Hey, good job on breastfeeding that kid." He did, yeah, it's like that, I, I didn't and, like and that. starts like saying, telling people that they're crazy for taking drugs and stuff like that. And prescription, for prescription medication, medications, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, those sorts of things. He's enthusiastic. He that, that that's what it is. He ha- this is what this is what it is. Yes, he may be dumb. I think that we're all dumb every once in a while. And his things 
really they're not that he's really not that bad i don't mm-hmm. think and to be honest he is one of the happiest people i've seen and yeah i mean he may have joined a cult but I've joined two cults, so who who am I to speak? Yeah. (laughs) He may have joined a cult. He also, yeah, he's he's enthusiastic. He's happy. His movies are fun. And every single thing that I've seen on people that work with him on his movies and and whatever, they absolutely love working with him in movies because he is so with it he so he does his own stunts. Okay, that's cool. But he is always trying to do better. He's always like. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it over again. He's not like, oh, hey, I did did enough. He breaks his ankle. And he's like, I still got to push through and I got to take this shot because well, yeah, that's I right. can't I do it again. About- you know, that's the the Mission Impossible 3. Yeah, you know, and, I saw And stuff that like that. But, you know, but that's the kind of guy that he is. And we, when whenever I see him on talk shows, yeah, maybe he says some funky stuff. Maybe he has some funky points of view. But I think just for the fact that he is so energetic and is trying his best mm-hmm. and wants to have a good time gunner i don't think that hurting you've me. almost yeah. convinced me no, almost told almost me. <laughs> maybe we should just give him an, an award like can most we give enthusiastic. him a lesser can we give him a lesser one no but but i'm just saying with his disdain and even being in a cult i don't think so either in fact i like most of his movies and i like a lot of his attitudes on the set i i, I think he's a fun guy I think, though, that we are setting a bad precedence here by putting too many actors in yeah. the Magisterium Collecti. All right. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I think. But I think actors are awesome, but when it comes down to it, they're just entertainers. If we learned anything from Unicorn right. Unicron, uh-huh. is that we should have more more influencers in okay. our in our cult. Are we you should- guys? Vetoing me? No, I'm I'm actually not vetoing you. Okay, because we can I'm, we can I'm not just do it. Setting a word of caution. Okay. okay, Tom Cruise, part of the Magisterium Collecti. Okay, are you certain? I just gave you a bunch of okay, reasons all right, why. All right, I'm gonna. Okay. This is- I'm just saying, like with all the garbage that comes flying his way. I mean, sure, he pulls some of it. He's someone that I would love to do work with a film on or work a film on or work. Mm-hmm. You're right. I would, too. We'll put him in, but he's the last actor for a while. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so, Tom Cruise, we're going to mail you your honorary Magisterium Collecti certificate. If you want to talk with us about it, you're certainly welcome to. We'll put our information in there. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult.